This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to my fully operational Star Wars analysis. This episode, I will be talking about the Bad Batch episode 103, Replacements, which originally aired May 14th, 2021. The writer is Matt Michnovitz. The story editor, believe it or not, is Matt Michnovitz. The director is Nathaniel Villanueva, and the score was done by Kevin Kiner. The immutable Kevin Kiner. So, first of all, first of all, no, really first of all, how are you going to edit your own story and be credited as the story editor when you edited the story? Unless it was like, these episodes were originally cl an arc of the Clone Wars that started like, uh, you know, four years ago. And then when it got canceled, they're like, whoa, man, that was going to be in se season eight of Clone Wars. What do we do? Ah, we'll put it in the drawer for now. And then, hey, you know what? Two years ago, they came back and said, hey, Matt, we're doing it. We're going to edit the story a little bit. And I want you to be the guy because you know what's going on because I'm hiring you to be the architect of this. This is my pitch for Bad Batch. Clone Wars is done. This is what we did with Ahsoka's arc uh, in you know the season seven, blah, blah, blah. So we need to adjust things to tweak them for how we're doing things now in the Disney Lucasfilm world now that we're no longer just under GL. So I need you to tweak this for me. The last episode also had uh, Matt Nichnovitz... I'm sorry for butchering your name. Yeah, Michnovitz, uh as the story editor for um, the other person who wrote that episode. So I th just thought it was interesting that he was being story editor on the story that he himself wrote. But I'm thinking if there's like years in between uh, working on it, that would make sense. Anyway, that writer credit analysis speculation aside, I'm going to jump straight into the bad stuff in this episode of The Bad Batch. I can't see the action in the deep darkness. When I saw Solo at the drive-in with my family, it was the same thing. Parts of the movie were too hard to see. Come on, gang. I want cartoon darkness where I can see everything going on, but the characters can't. Maybe that is too much to ask for, for the oh-so-cinematic Bad Batch, you know, descended from Clone Wars. Uh, I don't know, but it's a big gripe of mine across various film and television projects. This is a visual medium, and while I love all the sound design... I have poor audio hardware most of the time, so I can't enjoy that as much as I can the visuals. Also, like if I'm at home, which I have crappy home, I don't have a home theater. I have a, a, a computer monitor that I watch stuff on right now. Uh, but if I'm at home watching it with my kids, they're all yelling and jumping and asking questions and nudging me. And also, I can't listen to it. You know, this is a kid show. How are the kids supposed to hear what's going on? They're children, for crying out loud. Anyway, moving on. Um... Yeah, going on to the good stuff. The depravity and naked evil of the Empire is good to see on display on Onderon and just in the show in general. The Empire commits atrocities and it is healthy for that to be shown so effectively. It was really chilling to see how easily Crosshair uh, has taken to murdering people when before he was just really destroying droids, right? I mean, he's gone from being a droid, you know, destroyer to a human being or, you know, sentient, you know, murderer. And uh, gosh, that's that's pretty rough. Uh, I like Chad Trooper protesting killing the civilians and that he took point and tried to get his fellow troopers to disregard Crosshair's orders uh, to murder the defenseless prisoners. Seeing that nuance and difference between a soldier and an executioner is neat. Uh, makes me think of Karth and, uh, <laughs> and Candorous arguing in KOTOR. Uh, makes me think of a lot of different things. But um, yeah, man, the atrocities of an empire, they're easy for people to get away with. Because the whistleblowers, the ones who get killed usually. Anyway, getting deep. Uh, this is kind of a, a lot of questions, but it just I'm I'm bringing up a point to illustrate, you know, what I'm talking about 
and the best way I felt was to, to ask questions about it. So anyway, here we go. How do you feel about Crosshair murdering Chad Trooper? Who? I just said I liked, and I liked his moment, uh, or at least I liked a little bit. Honestly, I was slightly pleased, and I wonder why that was, or why that is. Uh, I barely know Crosshair, and I know he's willing to murder any civilians he's ordered to, uh, but something about the, the guy, oh, I didn't join the empire to be proked and prodded, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, and he, like, hates clones, and he's all racist against clones or whatever, but, like, something about me really, or something about the guy really rubbed me the wrong way, and I want to know, like, is it a fault in me, or is it the framing of the show that caused me to enjoy Crosshair just shooting him in the gut like that? Um, did you enjoy it, and if so, why? And that's not even my, my question yet, but, like, I just want to know, because, you know, Star Wars has a, Star Wars, uh, I believe, this is totally accurate. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, I think, is a, a YouTube uh, essayist or whatever. Um, she put together this thing that showed that a lot of the, uh, like, Imperial military stuff was made, uh, much like the dogfights were inspired by actual World War II dogfights, or at least, you know, test dogfights or whatever, because I don't know if they were sticking cameras on, on, you know, successful pilots' planes or whatever. Anyway, um, much like the X-Wing, or the combat in Star Wars is based on that old World War II footage. There's also World War II uh, era propaganda footage from the Nazis or the Third Reich or whatever, where they show off their, you know, fascist majesty. Um, and like a lot of the Imperial stuff takes from that. And I don't remember if her question was, or if the point of her essay was, does Star Wars do fascism too well? Or if it was like a real deep, it, it, I remember it being a good essay and I enjoyed what she had to say because I kind of have an issue with the fact that Star Wars makes the bad guys look so good, look so cool, look so compelling. Uh, and like the heroes, they're just, they're just kind of okay, you know? Anyway, um, so like, is there something flawed in the framing of uh, the kind of spat between Crosshair and Chad Trooper, which is what I'm calling the blonde guy uh, that got shot, or... Um, or is it me? Am I the problem? Am, am I some sort of warped, twisted individual? I, I think not, you know? I don't like violence. I like the good guys. I don't like the Empire or the Sith. I, I in fact, um, I actively support, you know, the Jedi, or at least, uh, you know, the light side or whatever, um, putting that stuff into balance. But um, it has to be done in the right way. And I, like, hold my good guys to very good or to very high uh, standards and morals. Um, but I don't mind. I mean, bad guys are supposed to be bad. They're supposed to be villainous. But, like, I personally enjoyed, I think, because Chad trooper was such a jerk to crosshair seeing him kill him so but they're both bad guys right except for chad was kind of heroic there so i don't know I feel kind of conflicted there moving on to speculation uh, i believe that crosshair's in inhibitor chip has been removed to make him a fully operational killing machine because rampart wants to test this process of having the clones train their own replacements I think Tarkin approved having Crosshair's chip removed so it would stop inhibiting him so it could be seen just how effective he could be without it. All right, moving on to the question and wrapping up this uh, analysis of, uh, of Bad Batch Episode 3. Uh, should Crosshair be redeemed? Can he? Those are the questions. Here's the setup. Hunter regrets leaving Crosshair behind. Omega says that he should be forgiven because of the effects of the inhibitor chip and that the squad should try to rescue him. Given that... Uh, we have seen Crosshair murder some heroic, uh, someone heroic, being Chad Trooper, uh, in cold blood and ordered the murder of civilians. How could he return to the Bad Batch? Is this setting up his heroic sacrifice or will he be irredeemable? I wonder what they're getting at by setting up this story. And then here's a sub-question that uh, I don't really want to talk about because it seems just too gross, but like, is Omega part of some weird clone breeding program? 
Uh, is that why she's a girl? You know, uh, that is a that is ghastly. So I don't think they'll go there at all, especially because she's like 11 probably. But you know, uh, that's what the Kaminoan chat at the end there made me think. Although they said they could retrieve any of the clones, I'm assuming of Clone Force 99, and use them as test subjects. But like they've got. Here's the thing. They have Crosshair right there. Why can't they get his DNA to make a sample out of him? So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Nasty business. That's what I say. Nasty business. So, uh, that's all of my fully operational Star Wars analysis of uh, the Bad Batch Episode 3. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to encourage you to check out everything over at mgwindows.com. There's a bunch of other analysis stuff that I do there. You can look up in the podcasts section for that. I talk about tokusatsu, comics, um other Star Wars things, Star Wars comics even, over there and Swing Through Comics. Uh, and I have my various tokusatsu shows kind of all into the umbrella now of Henshin Inspection going forward. And then past I had MG Loves Toku and Going Ultra is still there, but it's, again, under the umbrella of, of uh, Henshin Inspection. So you can check that out there. Also, I've got Ava and the Glowbug. Uh, draft 1.5 is up there. I'm going to work on 1.9, probably get that released by this Friday. So by the time the next Bad Batch episode is up and available, uh, if you want to watch or read a uh, children's bedtime story, uh, about a little girl overcoming her fear, uh, her fear of the shadows and the darkness. Uh, you could do that. That kind of sounds like something a Star Wars fan might enjoy. So anyway, with that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to encourage you to find balance, to uh, accept the darkness within you and walk in light. This is MJ leaving you with peace and blessings and signing out until next time.